Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Let's talk to our guy, Jeremy Rutherford at The Athletic, our Blues Insider at The Athletic and at J.P. Rutherford. What's up, JR? Not too much, guys. Just entertaining me with that gauntlet. Riv, you own that gauntlet. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the uh, words of kindness. He's feeling it, isn't he? Sure. Feeling the flow, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Are you enjoying the NHL playoffs to this point? Who's who's caught your eye? Who are you rooting for? Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, like, when I say this, it's going to sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not. But, uh, you know, when you cover the playoffs for basically 10 or 12 straight years, you get to catch highlights and you get to talk to people a little bit about it, but you don't get to sit down and watch the games every single night, night after night, when you're, when you're down at the Blues rink covering it. So this has been tremendous. Like, um, I don't miss much of it and i think the teams that have caught my eye obviously teams that have caught everybody's eye you look at seattle last night against dallas dallas gets pavelski back scores four goals i just looked it up to not only four goals on six shots he was nine and oh on face-offs like pavelski is a stud but you got seattle and they just keep coming at you with a ton of depth i just looked at it 15 different goal scores for the kraken in the playoffs they just come at you so those are a couple teams there uh, that you like, and I think that uh, there's plenty others. But great action every single night. JR, absolutely no surprise that Matthew Kachuk has raised his game, right? Like this is – and I, part of me wonders, JR, if some of it is fueled by Daryl Sutter's comments last year at the start of the season when he compared Tyler Toffoli loosely to Matthew Kachuk saying, well, Tyler Toffoli, he's got a ring, insinuating that Matthew Kachuk isn't a playoff guy. I think that uh, I think he's proving him wrong. Yeah, and I purposely didn't bring up Florida because Riff, I knew that was going to be the next question. Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers, unreal. I mean, to do what they did to Boston and do it on uh, Matthew's back. So I spent uh, about 20 minutes on the phone with Brady, his brother, yesterday, and you could just hear it in Brady's voice. He said he was down in Florida and he went there after Game Four. So Florida was down three to one to Boston at that time. And he said he's walking around the house, and Matthew's like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Every game's game seven. We're just going to come back. I'm going to put this team, you know, we're going to go. And, and he comes back and you know, 11, 11 points in that series against the Boston Bruins. And the one thing that uh, Brady also said, he said, when they packed, Florida packed uh, to head to Boston for game seven, Matthew grabbed the biggest suitcase he could find. He loaded it up. He headed. He knew he was going to Toronto after they uh, beat Boston. And he told uh, Big Walt and Chantel, I'll see you in a week back here in Florida. So that's the mindset of this guy. Three more points last night, Riv, three assists, leading the NHL playoffs right now with 14 points. JR, Matthew Kitschuk is, for lack of a better word, he's a unicorn. He really is because he's so skilled and so smart with the puck and he can crush you offensively or he can hit you physically. He's not afraid to drop the mitts and get after it or he'll just frustrate you to where you take a bunch of penalties trying to get after him or get even with him. I, I don't know of many players, if any, off the top of my head that have all of those attributes. 
Yeah, where is the hole in his game? I think that's what a lot of people are asking. And, and, and what you say there are plenty of intangibles. Like, a lot of guys get skill. This guy, we saw that goal against Nashville a couple years ago with Calgary where he put the puck between his legs and lifted it top shelf. I mean, the skill is there. He can hit. He can take hits. He can drop the gloves if he absolutely has to. And he's a pest. But, you know, not in the, not in the definition of pest that we remember from – you know, 20 years ago. Like, this is a skilled guy who can get under your skin a very a variety of different ways. And, and so we've seen that in these playoffs already. And, and I think that's the thing. He's just got such a pulse for the game. He knows what to do when, how to do it, maybe how to get away with it. Maybe sometimes he goes over the line, but it'll be enough to get under your skin that he knows it's probably going to come back to his uh, advantage. So I agree with you 100%. And I'm not just saying this because this is a, a hometown guy who we've dealt with a lot over the years, talking to Matthew and the Chuck family. But I just, if you sat down with a pen and paper, I don't know that you could, you know, name another player in the league like him. JR, for our listeners, a lot of them uh, don't remember or are unaware of the trade rumors when it came to Matthew Kachuk. And we had somebody yesterday text in saying, you know, I would have absolutely traded Cairo for Matthew Kachuk. To your recollection, or at least what you heard to be true, what was the actual deal that was rumored out there? Because it, I know it wasn't Kachuk for Cairo straight up. Right. So I, I don't know that uh, anybody other than Doug Armstrong is going to tell you exactly because obviously there's some machinations of, you know, the conversations that Doug Armstrong in Calgary might have had. Uh, but what, what I was told and also what I reported, I believe that uh, the Blues had interest in trading Jordan Cairo to Calgary. Calgary didn't want Jordan Cairo. I believe that they wanted uh, a, a more uh, advanced player, even though he had a ton of skill and a ton of upside, you look who Calgary made the trade for, and they went with the older veteran, uh, Huberdo. I think that's the type of player they were looking for uh, with the head coach at that time, Daryl Sutter, kind of in the twilight here, and he wanted a, a winner. And so I think they didn't want Jordan Kyrie. And what I was told, and please don't take this to the bank, but it was some combination of a Tarasenko, a first-round pick, a Scandella, but obviously Tarasenko had the no trade clause, so perhaps it never even got that far with him. But I think that in a perfect world, that's probably the type of package that the Blues would have liked to have moved. Jeremy Rutherford joins us right now on the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. JR, we had some fun going through the offseason predictions article that you put put together. Juan, do you like doing these these articles where you get fan involvement and they're ma- they're the ones making the predictions, and then you you guys can kind of react to it? And was it enjoyable to do it with a subscriber, Ken V, who, of course, made the infamous call about the Blues having the three first-round picks by the end of the year? Anthony, I like doing that article because I got the day off, basically. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a lot of work. Everybody else did everything. So if we go back to the offseason, my boss said, hey, do some uh, predictions for this upcoming 22-23 season. And I said, hey, why don't we let the readers do that? So Ken... V, Ken Velen, who you uh, talked about there, he stepped up and, and he made a prediction last October and, and he said that the Blues would have those three first-round picks, including a top ten. So I, when I went back and looked at that article, my jaw dropped and I said to my boss, he said to me, we got to get this guy, we got to find him. So I reached out to Ken Velen. He's a 23-year-old law student. He uh, lives in the Oakville area, huge lifelong Blues fan. And we had him analyze our uh, off-season predictions from our other readers, uh, and it was a great time. So to read somebody else's work, hey, it's another voice. You know, I'm stuffing my voice down everybody's throat every day with this stuff. And I think for uh, for Ken to, to have his two cents on each of these predictions that people made, it was an enjoyable read. I loved it. And like I said, I got the day off. 
What, what, did you have one that you really liked, though? Like a prediction that they came in and and you thought to yourself, hmm, okay, I can not not just that I could see that happening, but that was just intriguing to you. Yeah, let me think. So there was a ton of them, right? So people asked, uh, hey, Ken, are the Blues going to bring O'Reilly back? And he kind of was in the same position that I am. A lot of times your brain tells you one thing and your gut tells you another thing. And uh, with this big gut I got, and it tells me a lot. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> JR, come on. Yeah, Ken. <laughs> Ken said he had to go with his gut, and he didn't think that maybe we have seen the last of uh, Ryan O'Reilly. And, and so there were a lot of other potential trades, you know, tra- trading for a guy in Philly, you know, Konechny, that's the type of guy I think that would fit the Blues really well. And he said that he thought that would be a good fit. So, so we had fun with it. We had readers sending in questions, and we had a reader uh, providing the answer. So a lot of good ones. And, hey, listen, when I read Ken's last October and it said the Blues are going to be in uh, – in uh, cell mode at the deadline, and they're going to have three first-round picks by the end. I poo-pooed that idea, and I said, hey, Ken, you're out to lunch. So turned out to be true. So we'll never know which ones of these come true for a few more months. JR, to clarify a couple things here, how much actual cap space will the Blues have in the offseason without, like, trading or anything? Just currently the way things sit uh, moving forward. Yeah, according to Cap Friendly, that number is about $6.5 million. Uh, I didn't look to see if they have exactly, you know, 14 forwards, seven defensemen. Sometimes they'll have an extra player in there, but it's about $6.5 million. You know, if, if uh, that's close enough, you know, Doug Armstrong going back to the trade deadline said the Blues would have about four, $4.2 to spend, you know, whether it's moving money around with a trade or whether it's uh, in free agency, and that puts it at about right. That's a couple million dollars shy of the salary cap, which is really uh, where Doug Armstrong likes to be to give himself a little bit of cushion there, Riv. JR, love having you on the show. Have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend. We'll talk ch- talk to you talk to you next week. Hey, I made it through the interview. I had my voice. You guys bailed me out last week. Thanks a lot. Oh, no, you're fine. I listen, I've been there. I I've hosted an entire show on national radio with no voice. So that was fine last week. All right. Well, good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. When in doubt, JR, just stir up the dog and let it bark. I, I was dying, you guys. I was grabbing whatever cup of whatever <laughs> around the sink that I could chug. It was it was painful. We've all been there, and there's nothing you could do. So good it's all bourbon good. always helps. That's Jamie's. <laughs> That's Jamie's medicine for everything, though, Jerry. So just be careful. It's universal. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks. We'll talk to you. See ya. That's Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider with the Athletic. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford.